I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Sunday evening was quite a dramatic one in the sports world. It was four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel's last race of his Formula One career, with Max Verstappen becoming this season's world champion. And on the other hand, FIFA World Cup 2022 kicked off with a grand opening ceremony, with BTS member Jungkook performing this year's World Cup song alongside Qatari singer Fahad Alkubeisi. But the opening game didn't go as planned for the host nation. And I can only imagine the disappointment of home supporters, as Qatar is probably the first host nation in World Cup history to lose the opening game. To add to its misery, as soon as Qatar conceded in the first half, Qatari fans started to abandon the game, leaving the stadium half empty in the second half of the match. And while fans in Qatar aren't exactly happy at the moment, Welsh fans can't contain their excitement as Wales entered the World Cup this season after failing to qualify 15 tournaments. Wales last played in the World Cup in 1958, but in a plot twist and a rather bizarre one, Welsh fans are flocking to Spain instead of Qatar. Why? Well, as per a Wall Street Journal report, thousands of Wales supporters chose Spain as it is somewhere warm and cheap. And according to reports, Tenerife, Spain, welcomed over 3,000 Welsh supporters, which was thought to be a large gathering than the Welsh fans who travelled to Qatar. Moreover. Beers will cost one euro in bars and sports lounges in Tenerife, according to the WSJ report, while in Qatar, in Doha's Al Bidda Park, will cost about fourteen dollars. And given that no one can escape the heat in Qatar and that alcohol and other amenities would be expensive, Spain's massive watch party is undisputedly a better deal, especially for the beer enthusiasts. On one hand, Welsh fans have sorted out their viewing experience, and on the other hand, Indian fans are struggling. As we had covered earlier, Reliance Jio won the live streaming rights in the nation, and matches are streaming on Jio Cinemas. So, Jio Cinema is an OTT platform that streams movies, live sports, and TV shows. Given that Jio Cinema had enough time to prep, it failed to deliver. Sunday's game between Qatar and Ecuador wasn't exactly a seamless watching experience. We're not mincing words here. It was a disaster, according to a BBC report, and I can vouch for the same. Fans complained about the poor quality and random blackouts. Many people even missed the two goals scored by Ecuador because of the OTT app's lagging issues. In response, Jio Cinema immediately apologized to viewers for the trouble that their app had caused and requested the fans to upgrade their apps for a seamless experience. So, before the rest of the games, fans are really hoping that the company will fix its platform issues. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi, I'm Farheen Khan, and here's the deep dive for November twenty second, twenty twenty two. In an interesting turn of events, Walt Disney Co. ousted its CEO Bob Chapek a few months before his term was set to expire formally. And who do they bring back for the top post but their former boss Bob Iger? So Iger had served as the CEO for 15 years before he surprised everybody with his decision to step down in February 2020. And he's left quite the legacy behind making Disney, the iconic media and entertainment company that we know it to be through a series of acquisitions. 
Under Iger's tenure, Disney had acquired Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. According to a CNBC report, when Iger was named CEO, Disney's net income was $2.5 billion. By last year in the job, net profits jumped more than 300% to $10.4 billion. It looked like he never wanted to leave, but he did. And before going, it was him who elevated Chapek as his successor, saying that he couldn't think of anybody better than Chapek to take up this mantle. So, what brought about this unceremonious exit? Now, there were some rocky moments in Chapek's tenure, especially that messy legal saga with Marvel's Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson, who had sued the company for breach of contract. Then Chapek's silence on the Don't Say Gay bill had also led to such a big controversy that it almost threatened his tenure. But if you look at it, Chapek had to take control of the studio in a very tumultuous period. It was right around the time when the COVID pandemic hit. All theatres and movie complexes had to shut down across the world as people were stuck indoors to prevent the spread of the virus. All of the media and entertainment industry had taken a big hit because of that. Production was temporarily shut down, top studios were staring at losses, and it was right around this time that we saw Disney try some experimental strategies under Chapek's leadership. It rolled out its streaming service to compete with the likes of Netflix in Prime Video. It opted for a hybrid release model with both theatre releases and streaming-only options. Black Widow was actually one of those initial movies that were released in the hybrid format. So yes, in some ways he did manage to pull Disney out of its pandemic problems, but his solutions also led to other problems. The hybrid release model, for instance, angered talent. Case in point, Scarlett Johansson. According to a CNBC report, his company restructure also ruffled some feathers as Chapek centralized budget power for streaming content under his right-hand man, Kareem Daniel, who was a non-streaming executive. That move pissed off even Iger and reports suggested that the Bobs never quite got along well since then. But all that is probably not the main reason behind Chapek's ouster. It's the sliding revenues. Just a couple of weeks back, Walt Disney had reported its earnings from its fourth quarter. The company's direct-to-consumer revenues for the quarter increased by 8% and it did see a significant subscriber growth in Q4, adding around 21.1 million subscribers globally. But the losses overshadowed the gains. It reported a $1.5 billion quarterly loss at its streaming businesses. That is two times more than what is lost in the same period last year. And the shortfall in revenues was mainly because of a higher spending for original content for its streaming services. While Chapek indicated that 2024 would be a profitable year, in the coming days there are possibilities of layoffs as cost-cutting measures. But with Chapek gone and Disney's beloved boss back, now the ball is in Iger's court. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and Shorbari, edited by Venkatanan, mastered and mixed by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.